Welcome back to It's Literally Fine podcast with Emma Maria. What's going on, guys? We are back for another episode. We're talking fashion and style this week, and we have a special guest, Taylor, joining us from the overhaul. But before we do that, this episode is sponsored by Plant Collective, house plants delivered. Plant Collective is a clear angel portfolio company. They're a homegrown plant startup cutting out the middleman and shipping house plants right to your door. Their team travels the world securing the coolest plants like rare succulents and air plants, making them accessible for Canadians across the country. And you can use our code LITERALLYFINE15 for 15% off your next order. So Check them out. Get it. While it's hot. Yeah, get your plants <laughs> in summer. Everyone needs a plant in their house, Everyone am I right? Everyone have a plant. Everyone. And so, Taylor, welcome hey. to this Really Fine Podcast. Please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, let's do it. Um, <laughs> my name's Taylor. I have been, I guess, connected with you guys for a few years yeah. now. We go way back. Yeah. Um, obviously, I live in Toronto, but I'm from the East Coast, so I kind of joke that, like, East Coast hospitality sort of permeates through everything that I do. Um, I was raised in Halifax and then went to high school like southeast of Ottawa. Now I'm here kind of chugging along and making my own dreams happen. Awesome. So Taylor, so a little background, owns yes. a company called The Overhaul, which is a fashion and styling company. Yes. So she's going to talk to us a little bit about what she does today, mm-hmm. how it works for people who don't know what's going on, and um, give us a little bit of some styling points because we need it yeah. Ooh, so mentioning <laughs> overhaul obviously like our viewers some may know you some may yeah. not know you but give them a bit of a background as to what overall hit overall is totally um so my little business is called the overhaul um my background professionally is actually in hospitality and then it transitioned right. into like a more creative role in the fashion retail space um yearn for starting my own business and the reasoning behind that was kind of that i noticed there was like a hole in the market for women's styling, which I'm sure we can get into a little bit later. Um, But overhaul is essentially like a women's and unisex, like I did previously have a few male clients, um, like shopping, wardrobe, and styling service. And the aim is to make working with a personal stylist really accessible for like Mm -hmm. the average everyday person. Because when you think about it, that is a really niche kind of relationship that's usually reserved for either people spending in a retail environment or famous people that have their own. True. Yeah, that have their own stylists, right? So that was kind of the hole in the market that I had identified and I wanted to be able to like provide advice and friendship to people that are looking to like develop their personal style. And yeah, it just kind of took off from there. That's That's awesome. awesome. So what inspired your love for fashion and style in the very beginning? How did you kind of start it? Good question. Um, I I remember honestly when I was a little kid, I used to do Barbie and Bratz doll fashion shows. I love like, that. We, I love yeah, that. this has gone way way back for me. So obviously when I was little, there was the shoebox runway. There was the uh, oh gosh, the right. curtain to shield the talent while they were changing, and then a full like lineup of right. looks that were completely styled by me. And I used to force my parents and anyone else so I could really get into the room to like watch the show unfold. And it honestly just snowballed from there. Like. Something that kind of has stuck with me as I've gotten older is my parents always let me dress myself. And yeah, yeah, that kind of started out my love of like putting things together and expressing myself through my style. And I think when I got a little bit older and I had the power to kind of be more creative and choose my own path, all of my childhood interests sort of came back and reappeared in my mind. And I was like, hey, you know, maybe I can take this somewhere and do something with it. So really my love of like fashion styling, all of that has 
started at like a super young age. I would yeah, say. so and you'd say the Brat Dolls probably inspired your no, business, truly, right? No, truly, truly, yeah. The marketing <laughs> team behind like yeah. Mattel and all of them, they've got it nailed down, like niched super well. And yeah, That's that so kind of snowballed from there. I love that. And I think that like having a passion for fashion and style, that rhymed kind of, is something that not a lot of people have like you have to have a drive to you do maintain fashion and in style looks you know what i mean you like, also have to be very creative in a certain yeah. way like fashion like i always like look at things like i'm a big shoe person mm-hmm. and i always i would always say like oh i would love to be a shoe designer but like it's you it's, have to be like beyond yeah. creative like where would i even start you know what i totally. mean it's True. like how do you even start just a simple look and make it into like this whole like creative art piece on someone's I know. body. That's a you good question. I, mean? I think everyone too like wants to look good yeah, to a certain extent yeah. or they want to feel good and I think that your outward appearance and the way that you dress can 100% be like a catalyst for your personal confidence but a lot for of sure. people don't know like where to go or what to do, but right. they have that yearn. So yeah. that's where people like that's me, so who have like a passion for it and have a little bit of like higher level knowledge it's can true. step in and kind of like coach you Well, think way. about it. When you go out, if you don't like your outfit, you're automatically just like, oh, I yeah. hate this like, I look horrible, look yeah. Yeah. I don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> and we've all done it. And yeah. it's like, if your outfit isn't making you, your body feel good, your mental state feel good, you're going to be like, this sucks. Yeah, so true. So, like, like everything's ruined. Right? Yeah, yeah right? So Starting from, so for the overhaul, so mm-hmm. talk to us like we have no idea. How will we go about reaching out to you? What are the first steps Got it. into leading us down the path yeah. to fashion? Amazing. Give us all how it works. <laughs> Tell us how it works. So yeah, like I said, kind of started as me just identifying that there was a hole in the market. Um, my biggest piece of advice that ties back to my own business for anyone that's looking to like start a creative project or get going on their like passion project is to just start and that was what I did it's such tried and true advice but I really didn't go into this with much of a plan at all and the reason for that was because I knew that if I kept hesitating I wouldn't do it (laughs) I'm I'm a very like I'm a Capricorn if anyone knows about astrology so I really (laughs) like to have all the ducks in a row before I get going on something and so I just kind of started like I truly went on Canva and just made like a crash course logo that I know Love Canva. It's yeah, a, it's that I no longer <laughs> use and just picked a few colors and put it up there. So I do still have the same Instagram account. Um, and I have my own personal Instagram as well. So there's my personal and then my business page. We'll um, amazing. And what I actually do, and I think the best way for me to advise people to get in touch with me is just like connect with me on my personal page. Um, because I do use a lot of my personal network connections to like drive traffic to my business page and in turn, like grow and scale that business. So yeah, if anyone's looking to get some advice, um, the overhaul Instagram or my personal page is the best way. And, uh, the overhaul Instagram has like the booking link for all of my different appointments. So the overhaul, obviously when you start a business or you start like, for example, a podcast or, or a brand or whatever mm. you come up with the name where did overhaul come yeah. from because obviously people yeah. see like like what i'm getting is like people do like clothing hauls is that yeah, kind of yeah. like how it like yeah, yeah, yeah. is okay. that how it came about or? so it started more as a wardrobing service and by that i mean it was me either virtually or in person helping people to like weed out things in their closet that weren't working. Right. And then <laughs> I need to do that. Yeah. And then making like active working files for them with product suggestions on what they were missing and then shopping okay. together to add those things okay. in. So when I had formulated the original idea with that in mind, I was like, what's a creative word for like 
re yeah, rejigging your closet right. and I'm you know sitting there racking my brain and I was like oh the overhaul like does that work you know overhauling like your personal yeah. brand your personal image your closet and then it kind of it seemed to click it's very and it had, but it's perfect it yeah. had a nice ring and everyone that I pitched it to was like that fits and I got like some good feedback on mm-hmm. it so yeah. I proceeded with that now that we have kind of pivoted into more of like a personal shopping and styling service with less of the wardrobe aspect. Um, I think it still fits. It's yeah, but, it's honestly from like my opinion, but, and I'm sure you agree, like it just sounds like, it's not like too literal to what you're doing either. Yeah, like, exactly, It's yeah. really, it's just, it's kind of refreshing to it's, hear. Yeah, it's meant it to kind of spark a conversation too, yeah. because like you said, you can kind of take what you think with that word in a couple different directions. So right. the idea is that when people see it and they see it in, you know, the bio of my own Instagram, mm-hmm. if people are finding me through socials, then they're like, oh, what is that? And they're clicking over to get some more information. True. So kind of like sparking Very that true. need for info in people's mind. Yeah, but. definitely. So then from there, we always talk about like brand aesthetics and building yeah. a brand yeah. from the ground up. Brand colors. What are your brand colors? How did you come to those brand colors, I guess? Yeah. We, we've <laughs> gone through the process. And a half trying yeah. to go. So. Being, so you with this color, that color, I don't like that color. Oh my gosh, yeah. Being your oh own like creative director, graphic designer is the most challenging thing I've ever done. Like I'm super visual and really creative, but in terms of like my own brand, I just found it more challenging to kind of yeah. nail down what I wanted to do. So I know I had mentioned when I first launched, I just kind of did like a random logo it was just like the overhaul in like some cute font on I think yeah I think the background was like beige or green or something and I didn't have a brand deck with colors or specific fonts or anything I just had like the one image that was tied to the logo exactly and I was like we're just gonna go with this um I did recently relaunch with like some new services and kind of take everything back to the drawing board and with that came like the redesign of the logo and Mm -hmm. the brand deck and all of that um so this time around I just wanted everything to feel really fresh and modern and I didn't want any of the branding to detract from like the vision of the company I guess because sometimes if things are a little bit too flashy people can get like a little bit distracted and I also didn't want any branded images like graphic design stuff or my logo to not fit with any like future photo shoots that I did for branded content right Um, and that was what I found with my first one was yeah the the font that I had originally chose felt a little bit like country cottage store. Mm, okay. <laughs> and so I was finding it hard to create and take like branded photos of myself to use on my Instagram that right. connected with that. So this time around, going back to the drawing board, we just made it super modern. Like the font is one, yeah. again, of the product of Canva, right. one of the Very Canva true. Pro ones. And yeah, everything is just really like sleek and modern. For brand colors, it's like a lighter green because yeah. green is one of my favorite colors. And then yeah. just like beige and white. Your you're pages like feel very crisp and clean which I like that's yeah. the I really yeah. like yeah, people like aesthetically pleasing pages it's true all the time mm-hmm. and even when you're working with people like you're gonna work with men women you're gonna work with people who like a lot of bright things who don't like a lot of bright things yeah. especially exactly. in the closets and all that so when you're what really resonated was like you have to almost find a brand color that like everybody will find neutral yeah because if you yeah. start using like fuchsia pink for example gonna they're gonna pink, be like yeah whoa, I don't want this girl dressing me right or wrong all the time. Like, you, you exactly. never really know what it they're going to say. So, yeah, it from did, what you want to. For sure, do. for sure. Just me to whistle sell my tongue. That's really <laughs> nice. Um, but obviously, like, so how long have you been doing uh, the overhaul now? It's honestly only been a few months. Like, I initially launched at the end of October okay. and saw a bit more traction than I was initially anticipating. It's great, um, though, So, awesome. yeah, it was really exciting. So with that comes a lot of, you know, 
positive feedback and constructive mm -hmm. advice from mm -hmm. my clients and people that were asking for specific services that I didn't offer, people that had an opinion on certain things. So I kind of took all that feedback, um, went back to the drawing board at the end of March and then spent all of April like rehashing the service structure and all of the graphic design right, stuff. Yeah. And then we've been back up and operational literally for like a week. Oh yeah, so yes, yeah, when you guys yeah, asked yeah, yeah. me to come on, it couldn't have been more perfect, perfect timing, timing to awesome. line up with the relaunch. So yeah, not too long, I would say like six months total. But even if Math. it's been six months total, for example, like I'm sure you've had a lot of proud moments and I'm sure you've been able to witness yeah, yourself grow as a person, your brand grow. Oh like you just said, you, you weren't anticipating this much traction, but here you are and you have all this audience. So mm -hmm. tell us about like maybe your proudest moment or something you're proud of yeah. right now. I think two things came to mind when you said, like, what are you proud of? First would be just doing it. Like yeah. it took so much courage for me to just do, do it. <laughs> just do the damn thing, yeah, really yeah. just go yeah. for it and kind of like put myself out there. And when you are presenting yourself as an authority in a right. certain space, um, you're kind of opening yourself up for criticism from a lot of people. And I haven't right. had really any pushback and it's it's been nothing but support so that that's was great. really exciting that's the main thing in terms of like clients and the success of my business a couple months back i had seen someone um quite prominent in like the lifestyle social media space had put up an ad on her own instagram like hey i'm looking for a stylist okay. and this girl has you know X, however many followers. And my friend sent it to me. She's like, you have to send in, like, just, just yeah. send in and see what she says. And Lord knows how many applicants they got, but they actually reached back out to me, That's her awesome. and her team. Um, and I ended up securing that relationship. So that's, that's one of amazing. my like, on, yeah, so that's one of my ongoing like project based contracts. And I truly have been watching this person for for years. That's awesome. So I to be that. able to be in like a more intimate relationship with them and be giving them advice on something that they needed like guidance with has yeah. been so exciting. And I never thought that I would be able to work with anyone on yeah. that scale. So that alone that. was Love like that. a shock. I, I will but. say though, Taylor, I feel like you, like from the beginning, I always knew you as like a fashion guru. Like I oh. always just say that, you know what I mean? So I feel like <laughs> when you, you started this brand, it just made sense. Like it wasn't like a big surprise to me. I don't I'm think glad. because yeah. like, I, we <laughs> I always hear viewed you as like very fashion yeah, forward. Yeah. Like whatever you were wearing is so in, we loved it. We wanted it kind of Thanks. thing. So I think it just kind of makes sense with like yeah. who you are and your personality and to grow your brand that way. Thank you, know? you. So then from there, proudest moment, what is the biggest mistake people make when it comes to their fashion and style? And I'm sure you see a lot of interesting things <laughs> yeah, sure. in people's closets. Yeah, Again, honestly, yes too, so. Yeah, like what is in fashion and what is on trend is completely perspective. It is right. obviously like trends are kind of driven by the market in a certain yeah. capacity. But at the end of the day, everyone is like representing themselves and you kind of are the creative director of your own personal brand. Right. Right. So if you feel like you're on trend, that's all that matters. I would say the biggest mistake that people make is following trends too closely mm -hmm. or consistently looking to the market to drive their style as opposed to kind of looking internally and taking okay. it back to like what makes them happy and what they want want to be wearing. Right. And I say this all the time. I said that in an interview the other day, life is way too short to not just wear what you want. So I think some people get a little bit lost in 
trying to look good that they stray away from like what they actually want to look yeah, like and we true. get a little bit misaligned and like disconnected there so that's a big focus of mine too is like bringing mm-hmm. people back to what they actually yeah. want to look like and <laughs> as opposed to what they think they you know, should yeah. like everyone has different senses of style I guess you'd say or like what, yeah. the way that they they want to dress so for I think sure it's like just driving home right it's true mm-hmm. it's true and circling like, back yeah yeah of exactly. course and you said what's uh, what's trending and what's in style like is by like perspective correct for sure like what's something right now whether it's a trend or a certain style or a certain look that like you're loving i love the whole like 70s moment that's coming back with the really big loud prints Mm -hmm. i'm a neutral girl at heart but i do love color and i think that the larger like 70s trend that's kind of coming back right now has given a lot of people the confidence to wear more color and to be a little bit louder with their fashion because now it's in style, right? So ties back to what I was saying, a lot of people do look to the market to kind of drive what is and isn't acceptable. So I think that's helped people to be a little bit more expressive with their own outfits. But yeah, I love that movement. I love like a good bell bottom, a big pattern, like lots of color I think is super fun. Bell bottoms, I see them on people and I'm like, hey, that looks great. But if I know that if I put bell bottoms on, I'm gonna look at Elvis Presley. Like, yeah, they're not, not gonna look cute. Like, they're not for everyone. I'm specifically thinking of this one pair of pants that Zara sells, and they're like a stretchy, like high waist, okay. elastic waist, like bell bottom pant, and they come in a bunch of different, really bright, like colors and patterns. And that seems to be like a trending yeah. product that people are obsessed with. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think style is so funny with how things go in and out of trend or like it's true whatever, it's know? true because yeah. like even like you see all these like because i love to look at like fashion stuff as well but like you see these people and they're like don't buy this it's gonna be out of style in like literally a month yeah because yeah, things are just like and you're like yeah i don't I know what i'm doing yeah. Yeah. yeah truly and that again t- it always ties back to just wearing what you want yeah. like yes things will Pass in terms of what is fashionable on like the runways or celebrities right. or whatever. But if you want to keep wearing something, you can do that. Like I have trend items from a couple years ago that I still wear and it yeah, truly definitely. doesn't matter. Because like, you love them and that's all that really matters. It's true. Exactly. Yeah. So then from there, what are what's a staple top and a staple bottom that you think everyone should have in their wardrobe? Yeah. And, yeah. and in the color. Like what colors? I just say like black and white t-shirts good quality ones that fit you nicely. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you're actually taking care of them is so key. I know, white ones are always so hard to like take care of. Even if you're on a super tight budget and you go to H&M and you can find like a flattering white and black t-shirt, just like wash them on cold and hang them to dry and try to keep them in nice condition. Laundry days, everything's (laughs) hanging in my house everywhere. No, me too. I don't want to put anything in the dryer. And like the other day I put like these, uh, these track pants in the dryer by accident. Now they're like capris. I'm like, oh my God. I don't have, I always joke, I don't have enough doors in my house to like hang <laughs> things over because we don't have a drying rack. But yeah, like white and black tops, I usually gravitate towards t-shirts or I'd say like a bodysuit. But yeah, really anything body that's just a staple top that you can build looks around is super key. And then for bottoms, I would say just like a really good pair of denim. I always recommend like a straight leg yeah, or even okay. a slim fit. We are kind of moving away from the skinny jeans. Skinny yeah. jeans are like moving out of style. They are, especially like the, like the wider bottoms. Like I have like so Weird. many, but just haven't worn them yet. Just yeah, the thing with skinny jeans is they're just not as versatile. So if yeah. someone feels most confident in skinnies, then you rock them, but they do have a tendency to look. I like feel skin. like- 
Yeah, just they're not the it most depends flattering. On the ra- it, it's yeah. true. It depends yeah. on the ratings. Because I have skinnies I put on, and I'm like, I look awful. And then I have other ones. Like these ones are my most comfortable ones, and they're like they're from Zara. Yeah. And I've had them for like ever. They're just like the best ones. Yeah, definitely. I prefer like, I prefer a straight leg yeah. just because I find them super flattering on like a wide range of body types, and they're yeah. easy to dress up or down. Like that silhouette is super classic. Very so yeah, true. basics on top, and then good denim on the bottom. Okay, hold on. Oh, speaking of denim, show. though, I'm like all leg. Okay. Mm-hmm. My biggest thing is finding jeans that properly fit my freaking legs. Everything is so short yeah. or like way oh, too lengthwise, long yeah. lengthwise. It's so hard. That's and it's true. Like, you have like the tall, like they have now like tall girl ones. Not that I'm like that tall, but like I, when you have long legs, girl? they have what? Like if you go to Top Shop, it's like tall girl <laughs> jeans. And I'm I like, love it. they have a tall category. section with yeah. like a billboard. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's like, how do you constantly find jeans that fit you? Because everything's like in a middle range, and it's like they're either too long or too True. short, or too tight or too big. Right. I'm only five seven, but I have a really long torso, so I do gravitate towards like a longer inseam length for that reason. Right. I would say like kind of expand where you're looking might be a good suggestion because a lot of people go to just their basics like Aritzia, Zara, yeah. H&M, and then they stop. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. And then they Aritzia. stop, they go to the three and they're like, I can't find any jeans that fit me literally yeah. anywhere. And I'm yeah. like, we've gone to three stores. True, um, true. I, I love Madewell. If you've ever I've shopped never there, they're just based in the US, but they ship to Canada and they okay. do essentially like a really strong core denim line. I'm not sure if that's how that company started, Justin oh, Denim or not, but that. yeah, Madewell is Madewell. great. And also The Gap. <laughs> yeah, like, I you know what? Like I was actually talking the, about that with the someone gap the, the Gap has great denim. Great, yeah. yeah, yeah, great denim. It's underrated, man. Yeah, underrated. Super true, yeah. Is there a trend that you will absolutely never be able to get behind? Oh. Ever, like, like, no matter what. Yeah, okay, I I don't love sheer stuff. Okay. And by that, I don't mean, I mean, I do have a few. I know that you have the same one. one, I'm thinking it's the ruffle one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) The ruffle blouse. Um, I do have a few, like, sheer-esque items. I'm talking about, like, the stretchy, like, sheer sheer dresses, body-con tops with the high neck. Like, I, yeah, yeah, I just can't get behind that kind of stuff. Shit flattering on my body. Other than the one top that we have, that one goes with like everything. That one is yeah. so cute. But like the, the tightness, it's, it's I don't, true. Yeah. It, like I, I know, like because I, I had one, like it was a tight sheer bodysuit, and I remember I like, I put it on one day, and I was like, I don't think I this it's one's just gonna be right anything. It doesn't like flatter. It doesn't, and then, like yeah. if you have like you know like like everyone sits a certain way, and they yes. have rolls. So like when uh, you sit, you're like, oh god, you can Yeah, just the tight sheer where you can kind of like see all the seams i just feel yes. like it doesn't look super polished and no. i yeah just that's highlights just one. everything in your body you don't want sheerness to seems to be coming back as well as odd cutouts that's another oh, one i don't yeah. love okay. you know when dresses are cut super in on the sides yep. or they'll yep. have like a triple or the, yeah. like, the leg ones <laughs> i've seen pants now with the big cut on Do the you hips not, does anyone like, remember i would look Awful where the pockets are cut out of them. Yeah. I don't I love like, don't that. Understand. Well, do you guys not remember? Like, I know in high school, all, every girl, I never bought these because they, they made me cringe. They were the leggings, but they had holes all the way up the sides. Oh my gosh. Oh my was, God, I know the ones you're talking about. 
Who want more of those? No. Who want more of those? That's exactly what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. sheer, overly tight, stretchy cutout. I can't. Everyone that's my that's own. That's not. the only thing that I run screaming in the other direction. But otherwise, I'm pretty open. Yeah. I feel like, though, Gen Z is very into the sheer and the cutout. Like, I see it all yeah. over TikTok. Yeah. People are in, like, cutout pants. And I just, I'm, I And very, can't. like, matching. Like, if they're wearing jean bottoms, the cutout, it's a jean, like, bralette. It, have you seen that yeah. with the it comes with age, I find too. Like people's style goes through phases, and mm-hmm. mine definitely did as well. So there's certain market trends that are really geared towards yeah. like specific age groups yes, and specific sure. demographics, sure. and that's that's intelligent. That's yeah. a marketing tool, right? Like to really 100%. niche down on certain age groups. So I feel like a lot of the trends that I don't love are a little bit more like Gen Z trends, right. but I'm also not. Gen Z. Like in so, my late yeah. teens anymore. So that yeah. could be why I don't like them. Yeah, no, true, true. Same with us. So, so we're talking about outfits that you do and don't like. So we gave we gave Here you we go. four so pictures. Okay, we gave her two each, a day and a night outfit. I can't we're wait. We're gonna get you to pull those up. Okay, let's do um, it. and oh Taylor's God. actually gonna just criticize what we're wearing and let us know <laughs> if, so it's a, if it's a great outfit or if we absolutely bombed it. So okay. we'll see what what is what <laughs> we should probably change or do differently yeah, or just never wear the take away. So which one are you doing first? I'm excited. Okay. Okay, first we're doing Maria's daytime look, okay. and she's looking cute. <laughs> Alrighty, we're gonna start well. from the bottom and work our way up. I love a little combat boot moment, so that's adorable. I, I also am not a huge tights girl, although I recently did receive a pair that I I love and I will be wearing them more into the fall. Are they black? They are black. Okay. I also have like a blush pink pair that I think are Ooh. pretty for spring. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now we've got a cute little mini skirt. She's just got like a basic layering turtleneck on and then a little fuzzy jacket. And we are accessorizing to the nines. We've got necklaces. Yeah, we've got I was like, I'm not kidding. I think I was sweating. We've got oh, bags. We've got hats. It's certainly too sunny for this yeah, outfit. Like, like the struggle is real. You're really putting in work. That was me on my walk here. I'm like the blazer is part of the outfit and certainly not coming off. Right. Um, okay. okay, it wasn't that hot out that day. It was actually pretty cool. It's, it's also definitely fall. Like, yeah, she's exactly. apple picking. We're like, it's way too hot for this outfit. Yeah, I was sweating a little bit. I'm not okay. going to lie. I the car, the layers were coming off. I can't. Honestly, I think you look super cute. The only thing that I would call out, and this is just personal preference, okay. is the bag has all of the really visible gold hardware, mm-hmm. but then everything else is silver. So you have like the silver necklaces on. The hat looks like it has a little silver detail. The necklace is gold. It's this one. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, awesome. That's great. And then, yeah, just like the silver grommets but yeah, the silver, on yeah, the boots. Yeah, I'm yeah. not a huge mixing metal person. I do prefer to like keep everything cohesive. Yeah, so that would I maybe be my all only. The time. It's so bad. I only wear silver that, rings. Though, yeah. All my jewelry is gold. I, you know what? I, is this weird to say, but I feel like gold on my hands makes them look weird. Like makes my really? hands look chunkier. Interesting. Hmm. Is that weird? Like I don't no. know. Like I also just love silver. Like on yeah. my hands, I feel like I'm also just pale. So like sometimes Maybe, yeah. I need to. Yeah, I need to yeah. get more into silver. That's kind of like a a guiding principle for people that are unsure about how to accessorize is to just like keep all of your metals the same. So that'd be like my main call out. Maybe the only other thing, and again, this is just personal preference, is because the skirt is gray and it's the only gray thing that you're wearing, that kind of chops your body right there. So then your torso looks a little bit like squatted and then your legs look a little bit shorter. So if you do want to do a completely like a monochrome look and do black on black on black, that would help to like elongate the body. But again, just personal preference, like 
looking cute. Thanks. All right. <laughs> That's like the only time I've ever seen you wear a hat. No, I wear baseball caps. No, but like hats like that. I have like one hat, hat, and that's my. She like hat. shows up in his hat. I'm like, yo, looks so cute. Never seen his hat before. I wore like when I went to New York. I wore that hat all the time. <laughs> Super cute. I was like, yeah, I'm a fashionista. Oh, yeah, no, I honestly, I love adorable. that hat, but it does get itchy. You know what? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not. Hand in there I'm not a hat yeah, person. I'm not a hat person either. Yeah. Maybe some ball caps, and that's about it. They make yeah. your head look weird. Yeah, me too. See, I'm also a big toque person. Like in the winter, I'm always wearing a toque. I, I like hats. This but. is my night outfit. Right. Okay, then Let's we have see it. So then, Taylor's in contrast, like, we have like, we have Emily's <laughs> night outfit. The it's, sheer shirt. It's, <laughs> it's the sheer shirt. It's it's the sheer shirt that we talked about. Um, at least <laughs> okay. So at least yours has like a little bit of detail. It's yeah. not like the skin tight, like no. stretchy no, situation. Okay. I get it because again, it's a night out look. Like you want to more glam. Yeah, look a mm. little bit more glam. Um, I just don't love sheer stuff. So that no, that's would be fine. that's fair. That's like one of the only other than the black top we were talking about. That's the only other sheer. Thing I am. Again, that's personal preference, though. The main thing I would say would be, like, tuck the shirt in. Because, okay. again, yeah. for for most women, their waist is going to be the smallest part of their body. And for you, that's definitely true. You have, like, the tiniest little waist, and we want to accentuate that. So I would say definitely, like, tuck the shirt in. And we're rocking the skinny jean, too, girl. Oh, yeah, that's, like, <laughs> I like again, those jeans. Again, personal nice. preference, like, those look good. The wash is good. And then... I tried to pair it with the white. I like I like the pop of white. I'm definitely a boots person, yeah. so the fun boot is super cute. Those are fun to wear, though. No. Overall, again, I've worn them before. Not a ton of feedback. Like you look pretty great overall. I would just say about working with proportions. Like yeah. I would for sure tuck the shirt in, and then similarly to Maria's look, if you want to look longer, then you could do like a darker boot. But I true. do. I like the color Very blocking. True. I like the color and blocking you know what on the too? bottom. I feel like that shirt is super hard to style. Like I don't really wear that shirt. Every, it's because it's like, like an off white, right? Yeah. It's a, yeah. So it's it's, like, it's, it's tough. A t- it's also a t-shirt shirt. So your arms, my arms already kind of look a little bit pudged, and then the yeah, it's a lot <laughs> happening there. It's a lot happening. That's, that's my thing with sheer stuff. Is that yeah. it's really hard to style, right? Because yeah. really, all you very can do, especially for going out, is do like the bralette underneath. Yeah. Right? Very true. Not my most favorite, but this is my. You look cute reason. overall. Okay, adorable. So then we've got M's daytime look. I love this. You look super Hailey Bieber. Yes. Was that, the, was that the vibes? Yes. Something that's funny about that is when celebrities have stylists, a lot of people tie their style to them. People would be like, Hailey Bieber has such great style. Who actually has really great style? Is her stylist. Is her stylist, stylist. Maeve. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> because Maeve is dressing her. Right. right? So yeah, I, it's super Hailey Bieber X Maeve Riley. <laughs> but no, I like, I love like just a classic white sneaker. Super cute. I love like a baggier denim. The rip adds good interest. The jeans hit like absolutely perfectly to have that shorter crop top because I don't love a low rise moment. I know that's kind of yeah, coming back I in, do but I don't no. like to have yeah too much like stomach showing. So yeah, the Better length girls. is good. Proportions are good. Is that jacket like a vintage jacket? It's like Brett's playing jacket. So it's so cute. Weird, obviously, so I was like, well, I'll just throw it on. With yeah, this. no, you look I adorable. F- I felt like Super with casual. That, and like you can tell me if I'm wrong here, Taylor. I felt like I needed because it was so colorful. I needed like a basic top and a basic denim. Yes, because the jacket was so loud. Absolutely. Right? If you yeah. want, yeah, that's 
the way that I always kind of suggest to build outfits. Like if you want to pick one statement piece and then kind of build your look around it, it's always best to grab like a basic and then something that you also right. feel really good in to kind of like drive the comfort level of the outfit and reground the situation. Okay. So a lot of the time the statement pieces that clients or anyone in general are picking something that's kind of like out of your comfort zone. So if you sure. don't have anything in your look that grounds it and kind of makes you feel more like yourself, um, then things can kind of go off the rails and you yeah. can feel not as good as you want to. So no, that's, that's great. You look adorable. Well thank you. Bravo. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Alrighty. And then we have Maria's nighttime. Okay. Look. I picked this one because this shirt is the hardest shirt to wear in yeah, style. Say, in my life. Is it like it's a big bow? This so is cute. It's a, it's a big bow in the front and the back is yeah. like kind of like this material here. Oh. And so that it stays on and there's okay. like a strap that ties the bow. So it stays up. But okay. it's so hard to style because, like, I was afraid to wear certain necklaces. I didn't know what, like, mm -hmm. I, honestly, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here, but I was just trying to make it work that night. Yeah, no. they were like the shiny pants. You look shiny cute. Pants. Initially, I do like this. I love the classic, like, higher pointy toed black pump. Those are my favorite heels. Yeah, those, those are incredible. Everyone needs a pair of those because they just look so good with literally everything. Feedback, two things. Okay. One of them is personal preference and one of them is like a general styling rule. I don't love a cargo pant silhouette um, for nighttime, even when they're in the satiny sort of fabric, because I just feel like cargo pants pull super casual okay. and they're kind of okay. hard to dress up. So if that was like a wider legged satin trouser. I feel like mm. that would be super okay. chic. Okay. Or even if the pants just didn't have like the cargo detail, that might yeah, they help have everything. The bigger pockets on the side. That might help everything to look a little bit more seamless because the top is super dressy and the pants are kind of dressy, but I feel like the cargo pockets pull them down a little bit. Um, you can definitely mix like casual and dressy. That's totally fine. But yeah, something just feels like a little bit disjointed. And then in terms of the top, because it has that really beautiful detail with the bow, I would just pull your hair up. Okay. A lot of people don't realize like how much their accessories and also like the way they style their hair for women that have longer hair. Um, a lot of them don't realize how much that can like make or break an outfit. Okay. So I would say anything that's like a higher neck, anything that has like a special detail, like a frill See, or beading or anything, you want to get your hair up off of your face. I was going to gonna... put my hair up that night, but I thought I was going to look too naked up top because it was only the one bow on the one side. And I was like, am I going to literally look like I'm walking out naked? Yeah. Because like, <laughs> I was, it was a short crop. My hair's up. My shoulders are out. I was like, not that I was like, I have to hide everything, but you know what I mean? Like, I didn't yeah. want to look too bare either. Totally. But like, I, I get what you mean. Now I should be Yeah, I personally, <laughs> I personally am a huge fan of that and keeping like all of the attention on the special details of the blouse as yeah. opposed to having like your hair down in your face and then a lot of jewelry. Like I would do even, I see you have like the one necklace on. I would probably do like no necklace yeah. and literally just let the top stand alone because again, you have the necklace kind of hidden with the way that the bow mm -hmm. is like cutting across your chest. So yeah, personal preference on that. I love the hoop earrings though. That's a fun touch. And then if your hair was up, right, you you're kind of like yeah, elongate yeah, the whole yeah. like decollete neck area and kind of feel like so a little much. bit sexier. I'm like, I didn't know any of this going into here. But yeah, <laughs> overall you guys are cute. These were good picks. 
Love I it. I try not to pick anything atrocious. Honestly, there are <laughs> moments. So I was like, let me just pick some like decent looking things. And these are all relatively recent too. Yeah. So yeah. at least we're yeah. focusing yeah. Yeah. Yeah, on yeah. your more recent style. Because I can yeah. go back in my photo archives too and pull up photos from a couple sure. years ago and For be sure. like, oh my God, like, I feel what like am I doing? I feel like the podcast, like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, Maria, but like, I feel like with the podcast, because we want to be like looking decent on camera, like we try a little harder. Yeah. Yeah. Probably yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was me this so. morning. I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to yeah, wear? Yeah, like, it's on the video and then we take photos and you're like these are gonna last forever so yeah like, it's true decent you know it's true and like obviously you look at her outfits and just before you wrap up you have worked in retail all these yeah. all of us have yeah, actually yeah, yeah. at one point in our lives but now that you own a fashion business what's the difference between owning a fashion business and working in a chain retail company like what do you see Ooh, the differences are that's a good question i would say the main difference is acknowledging that there are other brands that do things really well and being able to direct my clients to those pieces and kind of style with product outside of my nine to five store product. Right. Um, And that ties, I've said it ties itself back so many times this episode, but ties back to what I was saying earlier with there being companies that are outside of people's normal realm of thinking that do things really well. I find when you're working in a retail environment, it makes 100% sense mm-hmm. that the expectation is you're going to style with the product that's right. there. Yeah. Yeah. So something that I was noticing is my clients at my store would come in and as they're leaving, well, I wish we could, you know, stop at XYZ store together. I wish I could take you home with me. I wish like you could come and help me with my own closet. And that right. sort of fueled the fire to want to provide this service and start my own business because it gave me the opportunity to pull pieces from other locations right. and as such like better service my clients. True. You know, so I love the freedom of being able to go across the entire board of retail stores yeah, and more, small yeah, more options. Small yeah. businesses and fulfill people's needs better, I feel. Yeah. Just being mm-hmm. able to like shop elsewhere. For yeah, sure. More variety, hundred percent. So then what's one thing you love about working for chain retail and mm-hmm. what is one thing you absolutely love about owning your own business? Ooh. Just one thing though for me. Just one thing. Okay. Okay. Working. I know. Oh, I've got the gift of the gab. It's a blessing and a curse. Um, I would say for working in a chain environment, just relationship building, like being able to connect with people that I might not otherwise connect to because my own business is super tied to obviously my personal connections um, and the networking that I've done. So being in a chain environment does kind of open you up to whoever walks in that day. Right? right. Well, Could be anyone true. from true. completely different styles, different walks of life. So I love that aspect, just the variety. Um, and then I would say working for myself or running my own business, just being able to build deeper connections with my clients. I feel like things outside of, yeah. yeah, things have kind of shifted and all of the relationships that I have with my clients in my own business, they feel really personal. And I think that is such an important aspect of building like a client stylist relationship is really getting to know people on true. a deeper yeah. level because people's personalities are so tied to what they want to wear, right? So being able to, yeah, kind of, we have more than an hour (laughs) to get to know each other, right? It's an ongoing relationship and being able to build that and dig a little bit deeper and have things not feel so surface level. And to also have people, the people that I'm working with feel like I'm not just driving a sale out of them, right? right? Because when you work in a retail environment, that's inevitable regardless of what the intention is. Um, Right, very true. Clients who are walking in, they have a tendency to just feel like a number, right? Is that something you change about the retail chains? 
Yeah, a hundred percent. I'd say a lot of, for people who aren't familiar, like a lot of retail structure um, is based on like a sales per hour goal for a lot Mm -hmm. of the people that, yeah, yeah, for a lot of people, (laughs) the sales associates or stylists, whatever they're called per company, um, in which that makes sense because it's a business and we're trying to make money. But again, that kind of detracts away from like the personal relationship building side. So that's something I would change. Which I find super interesting because I've worked like at a variety of like retail stores, like all over the map. And mm-hmm. some yeah, have the, some have the sales, like you have to hit a certain amount of sales every hour, yeah. whatever kind of thing. You get commission on top of that, mm-hmm, whatever. Yeah. But some didn't have that at all. So I guess it depends kind of on the retail chain. I it think does, so too. And I think it depends on like the, the size of the retail chain okay. and what they're selling. Cause like, it, and also I feel like it depends on the brand. Cause like there's yeah. ones that do like multiple types of different things in a store. Then like, they don't really go off sale base. They go off how much you're selling a day. True. And like, you don't really get like a commission. Right. But I find depending yeah, on what it is, sure. like you have others where like, if you sell a jacket, that's like $2,000, you're making commission off that $2,000. The hustle's real, seriously. Yeah, but no, it does, sure. I feel like it does detract. And just something I've noticed as a consumer as well is like that type of environment, it does kind of detract mm-hmm. from the authenticity of the relationship that the staff right. are having with the clients. So something I would change for and sure. And another thing I would say is I do feel like working in retail, now when I shop in stores, I mean, that hasn't happened in a while because of COVID. But um, when I do shop in stores, I am like much more active thinking of like whoever's helping me like, oh yeah, Taylor helped me at cash. Like I want to give her that. Mindful when you have good service. When you have worked in that environment, you want that consumer to give you the sale or whatever. You obviously want to do that when you're shopping as well. Because you never know, too. You never know, like, what stores are operating on that type of system unless you've worked there, right? So if someone gives you really good service and, you know, has fulfilled, ticked all the boxes and helped you with what you were looking for, like, makes sense to want to credit that person, right? Working in retail makes you look back at, like, what you thought was, like, the worst and the hardest parts. And I know for myself, like, the worst was, like, when people would, like, rumble through oh my god like a bunch of shirt sizes and then leave it there like a pile of nothing and you're like yes. i just spent an hour folding that entire section so thank you oh my gosh yeah so i'm the... sure like you guys have your own <laughs> worst you're parts and you're, when you yeah. go to stores now you're not like rummaging through <clears throat> shirts because you would be the one folding those i you know yeah I, mean? I highly recommend a retail environment to every single person i know at least just once because it fully changes your perspective yep. on so many things like 100%. how to be a better consumer how to be a better customer, yeah. all of those things, how to be more respectful. No, yeah, yeah, ties, just like ties back. <laughs> so then kind of wrapping this up, what's what's next for you? Where are you hoping to take overhaul in the end of this? If you had a one dream goal, what would it be? I would love to run my business full time. We're a little ways away from that, but that is obviously the ultimate goal. Like I'm very driven by my own creativity and like my yearn to exceed my own personal best. So every time I hit something that feels like a small milestone, I'm like, okay, what can we do next? You know, take those two minutes to celebrate and then we're on to the the next goal. So yeah, I would say within the next few months, hopefully by the end of 2021, fingers crossed. um, Yeah, I would love to run my business full time and have that be like my main focus. I think that'll happen for you. Have the dedication and the hard work for you. (laughs) We wish you the best of luck. And once again, we just thank you for joining us today. Honestly, it was just such a pleasure to talk and obviously get some fashion advice that we'll be taking yeah. home with us. I'm like, I learned a lot so here. So we want to thank you again and really appreciate you being on it today. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And we will be back next week for yes. It's Literally Fine Podcast. Bye. Peace.